0: back to the They Didn't Tell You Podcast. I am your host, Legally Black, and you are here for part two of the Millennial Moms. I heard word on the street is that y'all have loved part one, and I'm so happy that y'all did because I knew you would. I knew exactly who I asked to be on my podcast and I know exactly what they would bring to the conversation and my girls are giving. So I'm really excited and happy that you love it. And I'm not gonna stand in your way between part two. Let's get into it. Um so while mothers are often assumed to be the primary caretakers in the home, And I asked this question uh, on the Millennial Dads episode too, we're noticing that more fathers and more men are taking on this primary caretaking role too. Um, Do either of you, um, you are the father take on that primary role or is it something that's a shared responsibility in your household?
1: I'll go first. Um, I think it's a shared responsibility in my household. I'm not gonna lie last not last year but the year before last um i feel like uh my boyfriend was like the primary caretaker for Ava before like before we had Aubrey but not on purpose but because of how our schedules worked and um him working nights and during the day him having her so i didn't pay any mind to him having her more than i did i was like well i'm the primary caretaker and it wasn't like a discussion we had but just thinking back on it especially with with what happened last year i'm like you know, you low-key had Ava more than I did, and we live in the same house, (laughs) so, I mean, I'm very, 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 very grateful for him, because he is a great dad, like him, my uh, oldest, and my boyfriend are like this, they got five secret handshakes, it's daddy and Ava, and mommy sitting off to the side by herself, now I'm sitting off to the side with Aubrey, until she ditches me for him, too, which I know is gonna happen, so, (laughs) but, um, I, I would say we do share responsibility but like we share responsibility share uh the care between uh the two girls but there was a point in time where he was like more of a primary parent than I was just because it was how our schedules worked out with work and the girl uh, and and um, Ava in general so yeah that's that's my input
0: <laughs> thank you sis who next up Jay
2: so my household is a little bit different um with me and my son's father, we are no longer together. We're good friends though. Like anybody knows us knows we're fine friends. We crack jokes, you know, and we keep it moving. Like that's just what we do. We were, I was young. He was younger when we had my son. We were in our early twenties, but um, maturity wise, we just weren't there. And as a result, that's probably why it didn't work. Being that as it may, you know, we took on roles early so i am probably the more present parent and i'm the parent that has my son more and i do more with my son and he is more of the financial parent he's gonna even though i take care of my own he is always gonna make sure that my son not only has what he needs but has a 100 more things on top of what he actually needs So, you know, I think we took on those roles early and we were raised differently. So I think that plays a big part in how we parent. And, you know, I think it's worked for us because I think if he tried to take on my role, I think it would cause, um, I think it would be overwhelming for him and me. Although I handle my own financials, you know, I think he almost takes pride in that being his primary role. He sees his son, they hang out, they have fun, but that is his primary role. And and we understand that we had that understanding. So I, I think it works for us. But I, I'm the one who has my son nine times, 99% of the time. It's just what it it is, what it is. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's definitely a shared responsibility in my house. Who oh, um I think I'm fortunate enough to have A partner who really takes being a dad seriously Um, and you know he's he's great with our girls he take he's he's a provider you know he does what he needs to do for our little unit Um, you know I I wish he would wash more dishes but (laughs) aside from that you know we we share the responsibility of you know our daily tasks and stuff and especially with quarantine we had to figure out a new routine you know and figuring out who's going to do, not really figuring out because you don't really talk about it. You just kind of do it. You just kind of like fall into that, I don't know, cycle, role, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, we share, we share responsibility in our household.
4: Yeah, I would say the same. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a partner who didn't drop me like a bad habit once I assume responsibility. um, Hey, Pasty. Hey, um, but we definitely share the responsibility in the home. Um, you know, before the pandemic, uh, he would usually get home first because I was working in New York, so my commute was longer. So, you know, he would get the kids settled, make sure they bathe, and all that stuff. Now it's flipped because I get home earlier now that we've gone back to work. So, um, we definitely share responsibility in the home, I think. Um, generally, I'm more the primary just because the nature of our parenthood is different. You know, these are the kids of my brother who is still in their lives, he's incarcerated, but he's still in their lives. Um, So you know, I kind of have to keep those relationships going. It's like a lot of different weird dynamics, just because of the nature of the guardianship and stuff. So in those ways, I'm still the primary because I have to navigate those things. But definitely in the home, we share all of the responsibilities, um, you know, Pascal is a great cook, so I'm gonna be honest. I'll be like, Can you cook? You know, I clean every night. I'll, I'll watch the Lori cook. said, I'm not even gonna lie, yes, i am make, make some Dominican moms sad right now if there's any Dominican moms listening, but I'd rather not almost night.
0: Nice. Listen, we got to know our strengths and what's our ministry and what's not. And if cooking ain't it, it's just not it, but you know what? That's a exactly. big part. I feel like. Of a, a role that moms take on too is cooking. I know that some of you talked about it as well. So, for you not to have to worry about that, I know that's one less thing to be like, one less thing to have to be worried about and concerned about. And I be yeah, seeing um, past past me meals, word, I be seeing the <laughs> meals. I'm like, okay. you'll be
4: proud of them. So, I'm like, you know, yes.
0: you just do it more often. <laughs> because like, he do be playing the plate. I was like, well, what's going on over here?
2: And oh, Lori am talking about you, you do so good. That so looks good. so good. Just do another one. Do all it tomorrow too.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, it, to me, I already know for you all that it sounds, it, it is that you have Black men and men in general in your lives who are active and present in your children's lives. But well, how do you feel about the stereotype that surrounds that that Black men um do not take care of their children or are not present in children's lives? Is that something that you feel like you still hear about? Um, Or maybe even is that something some people in your lives have have questioned and asked, like, well, how's the father? How much time does he take and and question that kind of dynamic in your household?
3: I think our generation is the one who's kind of breaking that narrative. Um, I do think it's present because I feel like the fathers of our generation, like those, were the ones who were like, may, might be might have been absent or uh, didn't have good relationships with their children or whatever the case was. So I do feel like it's still there. It's still something. It's still a thing. But I do feel like um, the men of our generation are really kind of like breaking those chains of what a black father looks like, and you know, proving that there are good black fathers and there are fathers, black fathers who are present in their children's lives and like who want to assume the role of being a father and things like that. So I think it's still there, but I do think um, our generation is doing a good job of breaking those chains. Like we know so many good black fathers that we went to school with or that, you know, are our cousins and, you know, maybe siblings or whatever the case is. But I definitely think that narrative is, is starting to change.
2: Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with, um, with, with the past, like my son's father, I, and I'll say this, not bashing him, but I thank God that he is not all the way his father's child because his father was not present. So, you know, I'm glad that he's present and my son knows who he is. And, you know, he really is striving to be something different Than what he knew in his own dad. So it's really breaking the generational curse. And, you know, these dads are now being more accountable. And that's a great thing. They're not dwelling on, you know, their dad or what they may have missed or whatever the case may be, but, you know, they're really stepping up and and creating a different narrative for their kids so their kids can be different. So that's, I, I don't hear it as much as I used to. And I see a lot of fathers stepping up, even fathers who may not have been there in the beginning. I see them stepping up. I see fathers from the beginning stepping up. It's such a beautiful thing that's happening.
1: Anyone else? Go ahead, Ken. Um, I, I keep trying to stop the baby from messing with the computer because she's living her best life right now. Um, I agree with both ladies about um, how, uh, Black fathers nowadays, I know that people still try to give black fathers such a bad rep, but I don't see that, and I haven't in a very long time, even with my own father, my mom and dad uh, split when I was very, very small, and they didn't get divorced till I was in co- until I was uh, like a freshman or sophomore in college, but my dad was always present, even from a different state, he lived six hours away. But you didn't know he lived six hours away because he was always present no matter what it was for. It's funny because he he was present for me and he was present for his grandkids even before I had um I had kids. So um, like with my partner, he he doesn't have a relationship with his father, he chooses not to. So he he believes in being there for his daughters because he wants to be the father that he didn't have. So I mean it's I don't want to say it's like a bad like I feel guilty for saying hey I'm glad you had that in your life to show you how not to be as a father but at the same time I'm like I'm grateful because he's an amazing 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 father to our to our daughters so um I mean I feel bad saying it but at the same time I'm grateful. But um
2: don't feel bad. Speak your right. peace, <laughs> Speak your right. peace.
1: I said it. Say listen, <laughs> say what you need to say.
2: Because they weren't there, sometime it made their it's it made our kids' fathers
1: better right. fathers. Exactly. Because they
2: they knew what they didn't want to be. Exactly so it might have helped them in the long yes. run.
1: Exactly they're like we don't we don't well, we don't argue at all like he doesn't he doesn't believe in arguing but we don't argue in front of the girls even if there's any type of tension our girls would never know it because we don't display that in front of them and a lot of it is because of him because he's like listen the girls need to be present the girls need to be girls kids need to be kids they shouldn't have to grow up too fast blah 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 so him being around and him being in our daughter's lives is a blessing i have a lot of friends who are um Who are fathers whether it be you know they're like bonus dads or if they're just you know biologically dads i don't know too many people if any men in my life or who i'm surrounded by black men who are not fathers or not good fathers or not present in their um children's lives so when i hear people still try to try to uh throw that stereotype out there i get offended because i'm like if I've seen so many represent, um, great representations of Black fathers with their children and being in, involved in their children's lives. So um, I guess we are the generation that um, is uh, breaking that cycle, like Connie was saying. But I know as far as I'm concerned, I'm surrounded by a lot of Black men who are amazing fathers and choose to be amazing fathers. So that's a, that's an amazing thing to me.
0: Anyone else? Go ahead, Lori.
4: Yeah, um, I was going to say, you know, I can't speak for everyone's experience because I've seen, uh, you know, absent black fathers. And when I say black, I'm also including people of Latino culture. You know, I'm not differentiating anything. I know there's that always that conversation online, um, but I mean, all black people. Um, so I, you know, in extended family, extended friend circles, I'm aware of absent black fathers, but I think um, I definitely have a lot of positive depictions in my life also with Pascal with um, my sister's partner, you know, they have three babies and um, they're both very present in their kids lives Um, and I also think because of social media, our generation. Like Connie was saying, you know, we just have the experience of also being able to see outside of our community or where we live to see so many other positive depictions of fatherhood. Um, Things that we might have not seen growing up, you know, I lived with my father for most of my life, but he wasn't very present he wasn't actively present in our lives so he was there, he was in the home, you know, providing bringing money in. So we got food on the table, but he wasn't actively present in what we were doing, you know, so in a way, he was still kind of absent. But um, I think now we have so many other ways to see positive depictions of black fatherhood, which is a beautiful thing, because I'll be on Tiktok and Twitter and be like, wow, that's so beautiful. You know, you can just live in other people's lives sometimes. um, And I think that's a beautiful thing too, that we get to experience.
0: I agree. That's the better parts of social media. Uh, anyone else want to add anything? before I move on, now I feel like when I asked the question about what you thought when you realized you wanted to be a mom, I think I kind of already gathered if you felt prepared or not with the old oh, shits and the fucks. I, I'm assuming that's a no. Okay, so I'm not even gonna ask that. But do you think it is possible to get prepared for or to be prepared for motherhood? And if so, like what is what are some things that you did to prepare?
4: Um, I was going to say in some ways, I think if you're right, like everyone's saying their pregnancies or they weren't planned, right. But if you are planning ahead, you can make sure you're like financially ready or you have the type of home you want to have for your kids. You know, you can set those things up. You move into a neighborhood where you like the education or, you know, you can, you know, it's a safe neighborhood. Like every parent wants those things for their kids. Um, So if you have the time to plan ahead, those are the things you can prepare for. I think like the emotional stuff or deciding what type of mother you want to be, I feel like all of that comes from experience, or at least that's what I think. I think a lot of things you learn as you grow, but like the financial stuff and, you know, getting yourself together, together, like getting over your personal demons, I think those are different ways you can prepare for motherhood if you're trying to plan for it.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree. Like you you can prepare for those financial things. You can prepare, you can try to prepare yourself mentally for, you know, what you're going to experience. But you really don't know what, what you're going to get until it happens. And even in raising a kid, you don't know which, what kind of personality of a kid you're going to get. So like you can prepare, like Lori said, for, for those financial things and where you're going to live and school systems and all that stuff. And all that stuff is great but the emotional stuff is much, much harder to plan for because it's all unpredictable. Like we're all literally just winging it. We're winging it and we're taking it day by day and you can't plan for those things. You can't plan for the kind of kid you're going to get. You can, you can just raise them the best you can, but you can't really plan or prepare for who your kid is going to be. They're, they're already who they're going to be, you know, so you can't prepare for those things, but You know, you can buy the cute clothes and you can make sure you can try to have a a good school system and, you know, a nice comfortable home and a cute crib or whatever. But yeah, the rest of that stuff, you just winging, girl.
0: I like that. You can't plan for who they're going to be. I never even thought about that. Okay. Duly noted. I think
2: winging is the right word for it because literally you think, that you're prepared or you think, even if you think that you semi-prepared, even if you read the books, even if you do all that stuff, all that goes out the window when you have a child, because the book could tell you that your child could be an A, B, or C child, and then you have a D child. Like, <laughs> nothing really prepares you. You literally, like she said, are winging it. Like, everything you do, you're winging it. Sometimes you make up stuff as a parent because you winging it. Sometimes you come up with creative things because you're winging it, you know? I got peed on my son's first few months in life. I wasn't prepared for that, to get peed in my face. That's a whole nother R. Kelly type of, but not- please. Please. You just not prepared. My point is, you just just not prepared. You wasn't ready, she wasn't
0: ready.
2: (laughs) But I agree. Financially, you could be prepared. You know, you could be like, "Okay, I want my child to go to the school system. Let me move here. Let me do this and that. But the child itself, nothing, nothing at all prepares you. I had a nine pound, two ounce baby. Natural. Nothing prepared me for the fact that he was going to be that big and come out that natural. You know what I mean? Like nothing from the beginning. (laughs) Sorry, nothing from the beginning on. You, you're prepared for. It. it seems like you you're just like, okay, I think it's gonna go this way, but it doesn't. Your child, their first birthday party, they go to. You think they're gonna be one way, and they may be a whole other way. Everything your child does, most of the time, you're not prepared for. It. You're just winging. You're winging their whole life,
0: mainly. <laughs> so that's what my mom was doing. Let me go call her downstairs. So you winging it? No, she was. Okay. <laughs> anyone else y'all give us some good tea here I'm learning a lot and I can't wait you know what I love about when I brought you all on I thought about on my drive home and I got to be random I was like yo one day your kids are going to hear this and I hope that you let them hear this I really really do hope you let them hear you 10 years ago when you were popping your shit about what what being a mom was like or 20 30 years down the line when they're looking to become parents themselves if that's what they choose and they can say man I want to hear it from the horse's mouth and they get to hear it from yours and that's really why I was so excited to bring y'all on here I was like I don't they don't even know but I'm trying to help them create a memory for these kids for real because I feel like they're going to want to come back and find something that they can tap into that's going to connect them with you and I wanted that to be offered for your kids um so were there any behaviors or ways of thinking that you had to unlearn as a parent um something (laughs) (laughs)
3: Lori's just waving her head like
0: girl bye everything everything but what is something that you had to unlearn? like what's the most significant thing that you was like we're we're just not doing that that's I tried it came saw didn't conquer actually didn't even work i don't know why i even applied it in the first place
4: (laughs) oh there's so many things i girl everything the patriarchy has taught us um almost everything my dad has taught me about being a woman (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. so many things i don't like I grew up in a household that, uh, you know, Dominican household, very misogynistic, me and my sister my, my brother's the oldest. So my brother had a lot of personal freedoms that me and my sister didn't have, you know, um, and a lot of the conversations that were had with us were different than my brother, you know what I mean? And we all know what that is, right? Um, as girls, you grow up and you kind of, you get a lot of pressure on you. Like you're the one controlling these things that society is putting on you. And it's really not, you're not the one in in control, you know, it's just societal pressures or what people think you should be. Um, so I think all of those different things and kind of having the same conversations with my niece and nephew about everything like love, sex, consent emotional support you know I feel like growing up with a brother like we just know every conversation was different um and I think that really played a part in how we grew up so I I saw this quote a while ago that said be the person you needed when you were a kid and I kind of always come back to that because um I think as a kid I really needed someone who could talk to me candidly you know we grew up in a house where like my mom didn't talk to us about sex you know we didn't have like the tough conversations. It wasn't that type of open conversation household, and I'm saying all that, but that doesn't mean it's easy for me to talk about them because I also have to like find ways to navigate those types of conversations or to really think like, okay, how do I want to approach this? But, um, you know, I just don't want to put those same things on the kids that I know are still in the back of my mind, like I can remember things happening or conversations I had where it's still affecting me to this day. Just, you know, you think about it, and you're like, you know, you shouldn't think that way, but your mind goes there. Um, so just taking the time to really like provide the emotional support that I think is necessary for both of them that I didn't have.
3: Thanks sis. Yeah, I, I, I definitely can agree with that. And I, I feel like for me, um, like kind of going back to what we were discussing with the black fathers, right? Like kind of doing things opposite of what we saw or what we experienced so that our kids don't have to experience that. And that's what I feel like I'm kind of unlearning because I too, I feel like, like my parents didn't tell me what was going on. You know, there were no conversations. Like, what is the conversation? It was just, you gonna do this because I said, you gonna do this. And, you know, From I feel like that's my learning is like, no, actually, I'm going to talk to my kid about what's happening or why I yelled at her or even apologizing when I get out of myself and and I'm yelling at her or yelling at them for whatever it is. And I definitely, I already have a lot of patience because I teach children, but I feel like there's still so much more patience to get. Um, with your own children because they test you on so many other different levels. So having the patience to step back and apologize or to really slow down and have those conversations with them to explain to them what's what's going on and why we're doing that or you know what we're doing and you know just including them as a a, a member of the family really, you know, not keeping them as an outsider just because they're children. Um and also, another thing I'm unlearning is like, especially with Kennedy. So, Kennedy just doesn't enjoy the same things that I enjoy. And I find that to be challenging because I'm like, what you mean? You don't want to like, you don't want to paint this picture with me? Like, you know, you don't want to read poetry or whatever. Like, Kennedy, <laughs> not poetry. Jesus, Kennedy. It's okay, sis. Kennedy. I mean, obviously, I'm not reading poetry with her, but I'm saying like, you know, I'm all woo-woo or whatever, and she's just not like that, and so having to step back to be, like, oh, like, she's her own person, like, she doesn't have to like the same things I like, or want to do the same things I do, and unlearning that is, like, it's actually kind of challenging, because I'm, like, but no, like, this is what I want to do, don't you want to do it, too, and she's, like, no, I don't actually, <laughs> you know, so having to unlearn that and, like, really just let her be who she is, like,
4: yeah, I wanted to jump in real quick because Connie made a good note. That's a big one, too. Like, unlearning how you were disciplined. Um, you know, like I'm telling you to do something, so you're gonna do it. Like, responding to that kind of authority, like the fear authority, and you know, as women, too, you know how much that could be detrimental to you, and little boys, too. Like, when to respect the authority and when to not respect it. So, I feel like it's the big thing, like just having conversations. Like I feel like so many kids, especially of our generation, we didn't have parents who had conversations with us, like explain to you why they're telling you these things or, you know, it was just like, you're doing what I'm asking you and that's it. No questions asked. Um, And I'm trying to be like, you know, ask questions. Like this should be a two-way conversation as opposed to me just telling you something and you taking it.
0: Mm, absolutely anybody else anything you have to learn
1: I just want to agree with um Lori and Connie with the whole um discipline and the fear and um the main thing that Connie said when she was saying how the the because I said so mentality and the apologizing to your kids so I don't know if my parents ever apologized. I mean, they probably did and I just didn't pay any mind, but I know I've caught myself getting, I've caught myself getting mad at Ava and then having to go back and apologize for raising my voice at her because she, I always forget that because of how smart she is, I forget she's only five. So when she does something, I'm like, hey, well, I don't understand why this is happening, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I have to go back and think about it. And this is where my, my partner comes into it. He analyzes everything. So I'm rah, rah, rah. He's like, nah, bring it back. Think about what happened. <laughs> think about your response, why you responded that way and how you cannot respond that way in the future. And I'm just like, mind your business. I got this, but I really don't. But <laughs> So I, I've caught myself. Like whenever if I get loud at her, if I'm upset about something and it's nothing that she had really really had control over, I go back and apologize. And the very first time I had to apologize to her, it it took a lot. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) It took a lot.
0: Did it take everything?
1: (laughs) I'm like, why am I apologizing to this kid? But I'm like, because if I was her and I and somebody acted the way the way I acted towards me, like uh yeah, towards me. I would want them to apologize. And she doesn't fully understand what I mean when I'm saying I'm sorry or the full extent of it. But just if I start it now, she'll understand it more in the future. Like, oh, well, my mom did something. My mom did something that she didn't think was okay. And she apologized to me. And that made me feel this way. Like it made me feel in a good way instead of me. I don't ever want my daughters to think that. I don't, I don't want to be the overly fun mom. I don't want to be their friends, but I do want them to know that I respect them. And I do want them to know that I consider their feelings and I care about how they feel. I don't ever want them to think that I'm just the rah, rah, rah. I'm, always, I'm only ever getting yelled at by my mom. I don't ever want to be that mom. Not saying that that's who my um, parents were to me, but that is like learned behavior that I've seen, whether it be on TV or other family members. And I don't want that to be my household. So I I definitely had to unlearn um, just um, disciplining my children in general. You know, there's always a big thing about spanking and blah blah blah. I try not to spank Ava. I'll pluck her in her neck in a second though. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, because it gets that pluck. The back. I get that right right there as soon as she when she doesn't expect, it, I get it right in the back of the neck. But. Um, <laughs> like the discipline aspect and just talking to her and seeing how she feels so if i don't i i want to be that mom that my daughters are comfortable telling whatever to i don't ever want them to be afraid to talk to me so i'm trying to start that out now so that when they become 16 17 or even nowadays 9 and 10 and 11 12 13 and they have all these different feelings and emotions and things are going on with other people or around them i want my daughters to be able to come to me and say "Hey, mom." this is what's going on. Like, I want to be that mom that they can talk to because they're not afraid that they're going to get in trouble or they're not, they're not afraid that something bad is going to happen. So I didn't necessarily have that. I, I had that with my mom when I got older. I, I remember just freshman year in college, having to talk to her about something and being terrified. I remember being 28 and pregnant and being terrified to tell my mom, I wasn't even living at home, but because I wasn't married, I was like, How am I going to tell her? Terrified. I don't, I'm almost 30 years old. So I don't ever want my kids to have to feel that. I want them to always feel like they can come to me and have a conversation about whatever. So I'm trying to unlearn a lot of different things. If, if if that makes sense, I'm pretty sure it does. But yeah, just, yeah, I just want to be a better mom, even though I'm already a bomb ass mom, like I said before.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They, yes. def- they definitely pick it up too like yes they definitely pick up on it and like because even for me like my daughter she'll come and apologize sometimes like she'll be like oh no i'm sorry you know <laughs> for doing whatever and stuff like that so like even though you know just like how we learn things unknowingly they're definitely learning things unknowingly
1: i agree yes. i i'm sorry tiffany not to no, cut no, you, off, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. but to cut you off. Another reason why I'm trying to unlearn all of my bad behaviors is because there's almost a four. There's a four-year age gap between my two daughters, and I don't ever want able to think that because I'm acting a certain way towards her, she can act that way towards her younger sister. So, and I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen in um in places I've been with people I know. I've seen it happen on TV. I haven't seen it happen in our household because Aubrey's still so small, and Ava thinks that she's the best thing since sliced bread. But as she gets older, she could start to take that out, take things out on her, and say, "Well, mommy yelled at me, so I'm going to yell at you." And I don't want that to ever happen. So I'm unlearning a lot of different things that you know society has taught me was okay, but it's not really okay when you actually think
0: about it. So, yeah. mm anyone else so we're almost at the end y'all thank you so much so what's one thing a person place whatever that has been or felt like your saving grace this past year so what's something that's keeping you sane Lori? why are you always laughing <laughs> why are you always
4: laughing i was talking to amy and i'm like i'm not about to go on this and be like a holier than thou mother like i got this shit all figured out um i literally wrote a note to myself and i put all of my streaming services so shout out to netflix hulu amazon prime
2: i can't holding me down
4: this pandemic because i swear that's been my actual that's been my alone time just watching tv like i'm gonna just dive into this tv um but so serious like movies and tv shows have kept me sane that will be my guilty pleasure until the day i die
0: amen and i feel like they've been stepping up the game too with the quality of shows the quality of movies so it's nothing to be like oh i'm about to watch a netflix or an amazon Prime movie. i would, i just watched um what is the woman i can be joined lauren london why am i listening remorse? what is it oh, um
4: yeah without without remorse,
0: without
4: remorse. Just don't spoil it okay I, oh just i wasn't
0: oh,
1: just I was just saying I, I just saw the movie. I it just was,
0: watched it too. Yeah, I just was saying, like, you know, good movies. Gotta like wait that. till the weekend. Yeah, you, yes, you're right. that you gotta wait. It was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. So things like that, like there, there are other outlets. And I'm glad I got another friend who's a movie TV buff like me because I can get lost and drown myself yes. in some in some Netflix. For real. Yep. For real. Thank what you. about anyone else? Go ahead, Jay. i about to say,
2: um, just to piggyback off what Lori said, yeah, shout out to the movies. Not only the adult movies, but shout out to the kids' movies, too, for um, them nights that your kids look forward to doing something. Shout out to Trolls, okay, because my son was looking forward to Trolls, and I just got him to do any and everything, because he just knew I was going to order Trolls, not knowing I had a $10 Amazon credit anyway. (laughs) So, we was going to watch the movie regardless. But shout out to them. Shout out to my mom, because she's held me all the way down in this pandemic. Um, shout out to my tribe. Shout out to my mental health tribe, aka Tiffany is one of my mental health tribe people. Shout out to my my old director. like She still calls and checks up on me. And yeah, she's a mental health clinician, just FYI. so I, you know, I get the best of both worlds, but, uh, <laughs> but shout out that to me, that's been my saving grace and shout out to my son. Cause even when I felt like the pandemic was just needs to be over and I was just over it. Sometimes my son would be to the, the come in and crack a joke. And, you know, even though we enrich their lives and we come up with things for them to do, Sometimes my son would do the opposite. Sometimes he'd be my saving grace because sometimes I would think, oh my God, like if I didn't have a child, like I'd be bored out of my mind Sometimes, Like, you know, we laugh and joke about all the things that our kids do and dr- how they drive us crazy and all these things. But at the same time, they keep you sane a little bit, like the things that they say and do and how they keep you on your toes. Like for me, that's that's kind of kept me sane, like throughout this pandemic. I got a little broke best friend, you know what I mean. That is always there, whether I want him to be or not. Like he's always there. So shout out, <laughs> shout out to a little broke best friend. Shout out to my little broke best friend, <laughs> who said he's gonna take care of me one
0: day. He gonna uh, get that guap, as he should.
2: <laughs> yes, computer science. Here we
0: come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who else, Connie?
3: Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, definitely my tribe. My sisters have been my saving grace because um, the mother figures that I have had, they've gone on. And then, as I said before, my mom lives in Georgia. So um, Kennedy in particular, she, her school is still closed. So they're not in the building at all. So she's still all remote, but I'm back at work. And so my sisters have really jumped in to help me, so they've been, she's been staying with them um, for most of the week, really, either Tuesday through Friday or Monday through Friday, and and she does virtual learning with them, and they work it out between the two of them so that either one of them is staying home with her or, you know, working with her during the school day, um, and that's definitely been helpful because I kind of get those breaks from her, um, which are definitely much needed, and um, they just really stepped up to help me with it um, and you know I have vices and stuff oh who else my therapist for sure
0: <laughs> shout out for real <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: shout out to Barbara Thank you <laughs> shout out <laughs> um, she for sure she helps um, me get through it you know helping me navigate these feelings and the crazy moments and the ups and the downs and stuff um, and you know my vices, praise the lord for those to wink wink shout out, <laughs> shout, shout out shout out to the vices <laughs> shout out to the vices
0: yes. wink, wink. wink wink um can't wait for the day where we week week could be the real words um that's who else <laughs> what else is keeping anyone else anyone else want to go ahead Kim. um what's
1: keeping what is keeping and has kept me sane like Lori said yes all the streaming services whether it be Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, even like my podcast apps, all of that has has kept me sane because um, I don't, like especially my podcast apps, I don't get a chance to watch TV nearly as much as I used to. I watched a lot of TV while I was on maternity leave. Actually, that, that's how I ended up watching Grey's Anatomy. I was against that show for years. And I was like, I need something I can binge watch for a good amount of time. I was like oh how many seasons is this great so the my uh streaming services of course um if I'm speaking um people wise my grandma who I mentioned before she is my saving grace and has been for the almost 33 years I've been on this earth she's had she's held me down since before I was born and then she's been she's been holding my kids down since they before before they were born and and up until the present day so um between her my partner and um my partner's mom. If Miss Eve, if you're listening to this, sometimes you get on my nerves, but I love you and I don't know what I would do without you. She knows we talk about it. We do. Listen. Do y'all see
0: do y'all see why this is Cam first time on the
3: podcast? You Everybody's reaction.
1: Can't be going to like, <laughs> you know, can,
3: can go can jail. jail. Yes. Can't be
1: going to jail. <laughs> she holds me down miss eva can you take ava sure can or if i don't even say anything she'll say hey, can i come get her yes you can i will never tell you no even if she's in trouble come get her yes come get her. as soon as you're comfortable with the small one you can have her too so <laughs> my my family overall uh my uh my partner's family and my family they like my tribe my friends everybody has i don't want to say they step up to the plate because they didn't have to it, was, it wasn't their plate to step up to but they've been extremely, extremely beneficial to my family, like my immediate family in this house overall. And this little one right here, I want to say she's probably been my biggest saving grace because, like I said, the past year has been crazy. And with her coming here in the middle of the pandemic and right after losing my dad, she's she's a little jerk now. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. She eleven months. She she little she she's a terror. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. The second one is a terror. But she, that's my little best friend right now. Ava's my best friend too, but she's the best friend that spends all my money because she doesn't want to carry hers around. This one doesn't want nothing from me, but for me to love her right now. So, but but both of my kids have been, um, I say like my saving grace right now, but yeah. I say, yeah. You're both best friends. Yes. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm gonna tell this quick story. (laughs) we i wanted cold stone two weeks ago so we went and drove 30 minutes away for me to get cold stone and we i i forgot my water at home so we went to wawa and got some water and ava said she wanted some water and we said okay where's your money at she said oh i didn't bring my money i left it at home because i didn't want to have to spend it
0: you know what sounds uh, like a woman okay <laughs> she's <laughs> going places
1: that's like we were crazy mm so now you're going to have to give me your money back when you get home. And then it was a whole running joke for the week. She was having a nervous breakdown because every day her daddy was like, Ava, you got my money? <laughs> Mommy borrowed it and I didn't get it back yet. So, you know, grandma had to step in and give her $2. It wasn't that serious, but you know, I teach her a lesson. Don't be trying to play us.
0: <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's the finesse for me.
1: Right. But the fact that she said it that way, I didn't want to have to spend my own money. So I left it at home on purpose.
0: And, when you, and oh, honestly, when you said you that she's smart, and you sometimes you don't realize how smart that your kids are. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute. Who exactly. taught you how to finesse me in that way?
1: Exactly. Enough for
0: you to know not to bring it because you ain't want to spend it. Who taught you the value exactly. of money? Exactly.
1: Listen, we it's, were watching probably- TV. She, we,
0: were, <laughs> we were watching TV. She was like, mommy, is that a
1: meteor? I said, excuse me? A what? <laughs> and me and Wayne just looked at each other like, did you teach her that word? Are they learning the solar system or something right now? But Yeah. These kids are awesome, though,
0: overall. like I love them. I do. Mm. Yeah. And I'm, I love y'all. Y'all giving me all the feels. So for the last <laughs> question, ladies, thank you. Hold and on, again, hold on. I
2: got one more person. I got go a shout out because she will freaking kill me because this is my other Roley. And Tiffany almost knows something oh. about them. Yeah, 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 I do.
0: I know what you're going to say. You better say Amber. her
2: name. Yes. Amber, yes. Is- Come on, Ann. Come on, Amber. Try to forget about your is- sis. Right, and that is my role. She's another mental health clinician. I've been blessed, my friend, my friend circle is blessed, but um, yeah, she's been holding me down through this pandemic. That is another one of my friends who does not have any kids, like Tiffany, but she is always there. When I say always there, she will take my son. She shows up at every birthday party, every and I mean, these be birthday parties with four people, like just immediate family. She still shows up, she'll help set up, take it down. She'll help me. I could call her at three o'clock in the morning and be like, it's a crisis. It's really not a crisis. But she'll sit on the phone with me anyway and just curse me out the next day. Like that is my roley. And if I didn't mention her, like I would kick myself. So she has helped me get through the pandemic also. So shout mm-hmm. out to Amber.
0: Shout out to Amber and I like Amber a lot. I know <laughs> for I, I like Amber a lot and I enjoy her. And I'm glad you got her because you know we all deserve good people around <laughs> us. And y'all all yes. have some really, really amazing people around you. And I'm glad you shouted her out. Um yes. for my last question, what has uh being a mother meant to you? And what are you looking forward to in your journey in motherhood?
4: <laughs> Who's going first? <laughs> we are just staring at each other um i think motherhood uh means to me like the true meaning of responsibility um i mean i don't think you could be responsible anything is more responsible than being responsible for someone's life like you know raising them and molding them into some type of person i think is the biggest responsibility um i would say what i'm looking forward to to be honest is like Coming to my own true self as a woman, like in my 30s now, I feel like is when I'm really going to come into my own. I can only hope I will. And I'm sure that'll transition me to becoming a better mother, a better aunt, a better sister. So that's what I look forward to.
0: It will, sis. Who's next?
1: Can you repeat the question so I can answer it correctly?
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, I can repeat the question for you. <laughs> she, because she, listen, she got to take your Aubrey there. She got, she, she got literally got her hands full. I
1: finally got
0: her to sleep. It, it, no. She was over okay. here
1: throwing clothes at yeah. me the entire time.
0: Guess what? I saw the camera go off. I said, something's exactly. going down over there. Something happened. I was throwing
1: so, them, and I'm looking at her like, what are you doing? And she started laughing.
0: <laughs> um, The question was, what has being a mother meant to you? And what are you looking forward to in your journey in motherhood?
1: Okay. What has being a mother, you said what it meant to me or what would it, would it be Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I don't know if I'm answering this correctly, but I've learned the the, the cliche, uh, you know, response when it comes to moms, I've truly loved unconditional love from being a mom, you know, when it comes to everyday life and people, people always are around because they, they wanted to see what you can do for them. As opposed, like, they love you because you can do this for them or because you, you have this for them. When it comes to being a mom and it comes to your children, they just love you because you're you. Like, these girls don't want anything from me. Like, they just want to be around me. They just want to want to hug me, give me kisses. If I, if I, you know, the fact that I do take care of them and, you know, put life into their body, I'm sure they're grateful for. <laughs> but overall, they just be like, hey, you're my mom and I think you're awesome. And I want to love you because I can and because you're my mom so they've they've definitely taught me taught me the meaning of um, you know unconditional love true love whichever one you want to say and um, what I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward looking forward to seeing these girls grow up and flourish into their own like individual genuine selves I just seeing the two of them now they're so so different like Ava is so genuine so pure she's a sweetheart this other one, she's independent already. She doesn't want you to do anything for her. She can handle it herself. And if she can't, she's gonna act like she can, and she's not even a year old yet. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them just flourish into their own many selves that you know I created and am nothing like because I don't care what anyone says, I'm nothing like them. Even though Tiffany tries to throw me under the bus and says that all gratitude for me. So
0: <laughs> wanna, wanna, exactly. I, yes i yes i did tell you i said where you think she got it from Says like her. She got it from her father. I'm going to get myself <laughs> on that one. Who next? Wait, can't, wait till has a kid. Exactly. Wait, wait till I can't, we
2: can't wait. I no, I can't wait either. I got a whole, a whole bunch of stories. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'll just be waiting for the day. Right. Y'all going to be waiting
0: several seven Sundays in several years. But Listen, who's next? Let's go. I got several <laughs> friends who are in the same boat. I will mm-hmm. be
1: waiting. I'm fine. I, I, I got my paddle. I, I, I'm, I know where to find you. I'm waiting. I know where to
2: find you. <laughs> I guess I'll go next since I've been cutting up a little bit. So um, motherhood means to me, one big thing that motherhood has meant to me, and I thank God for this, is patience. I have learned patience from being a mother. And when I say that, I say that in so many ways. I have never had anyone who tested my patience level the way my son has. And not because he's a bad kid, but just kid things that they do. You have to, you learn, to, you know, approach situations differently. And you learn that somebody's always watching you. Because I was the person, if somebody cut me off in the road before, I will follow you off the exit. I will wait till you stop. I would knock on your window and ask you what's up. I am not that person. Amen. I... Amen. <laughs> Seth, don't tell my secrets
1: Look, uh, <laughs> is that a true story oh my god listen yeah,
2: like, the
0: truth. We, gotta have, we gotta have some <laughs> kind stories with your later on down
2: the line yeah yeah, yeah that, that ain't for the radio i have a lot of this stories that's why i'm so patient Hell, but um i don't want my son to be like that and i don't want my son i want my son to exercise patience and learn how to be patient with others so it's something that i learned early on when he was born like i had this is something i had to change So I thank God for him because he has really forced me and taught me to be a more patient person, like overall. And it's paid off because my son is a sweetheart. He's very patient, very loving, even with with other kids, like when they get on his nerves, he still, it takes a while for him to get built up. So patience is definitely something I've learned in motherhood. And I just can't wait to see what he becomes I can't wait to see, you know, how he grows up and just, and, and side note, I'm a little curious how tall my son is actually going to be. That's something that I cannot wait to see. Y'all have not seen my son, but my son is about five foot seven, seven and a half. I'm only five, five and three quarters. So, and he's 11. So I'm just curious. That's something else that I'm side note, like curious about and can't wait to see how much taller he gets? Like, I want to see if he like has to bend down to get through, you know, doorways and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm just low key like excited about that. So,
0: such so a mom. I love <laughs>
3: um. Okay. I guess I'm up. So, uh, I feel like what it's meant for me is just a constant learning experience. Um learning who I am, learning the little people. Like, it's just a constant learning experience, learning to adjust, learning to go with it, learning to wing it day by day. Like, it's a constant learning experience because, you know, they're not who they're going to be yet and you're teaching them who they're going to be or, you know, trying to steer them in the right direction. So it's a constant learning experience and a constant um, just navigation, you know? Like we said before, we just winging this thing and, you know, that's kind of, that. not that it's what it's all about, but that's a, definitely a big portion of it because you're just, you're constantly having to learn and readjust and reevaluate and think about it and how I'm going to tackle this and how I'm going to do that and stuff like that. So it's a constant learning experience. Um, and what I'm looking forward to the most, I'm looking forward to when they're grown like, not that I want them to rush to be grown, but I'm looking forward to when they're grown so that they can get to know me as a person and not just me as their mom. So, and I think that's exciting because like, you know, now that we're older, we're like learning our parents, and it's like, oh, like, you're not just like, you're not my just my dad or you're not just my mom. You're like, you're a whole person. So I'm excited for that part of it where they, where they don't just see me as mom, but they're like, oh, like, you're cool. Like, let's hang out or like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that or being able to to really talk to them about life and life's experience and what my experience was and what their experience was of me as a kid or you know growing up like I'm looking forward to those types of conversations with them
4: I gotta say because um you guys are all talking about them growing and I didn't say nothing like that so I'm gonna redeem myself um (laughs)
3: Lori I, I can't believe say, I, I'm
4: looking forward to like the awkward stages as scary as they are, like middle school, high school. Like, I can't wait to see if y'all gonna be like really ugly because I know I was ugly in middle school. Same, and then see what you saying you know, see what you all like in high school. Those, I'm looking forward to those stages when they're a little older and like coming into themselves
0: and watching who they develop into. That's, that's when they really form their personalities too, and it's really up and stuck um y'all funny y'all have been amazing y'all have been patient y'all have gave us given us so much to think about some so much for us to be appreciative of and I, i'm really appreciative of you for that so we're at the end of the episode y'all know that Wait, i had a side oh, note can, what sorry
2: sorry bro can, can i give a couple tips for the new mommies out there
0: oh absolutely heck yeah so
2: there is a couple tips i have for women that are currently pregnant who will be coming into this Mother's Day, either pregnant or just had a baby. Um, Mostly this, this first tip is for the pregnant women. If you laugh and stuff comes out, you're not going into labor. I promise you it's pee. You have so much pressure down there, it's pee. A lot of pregnant people that I know always get freaked out when there's like water and they think like their water broke, it's pee. If it only squirts out when you laugh, I promise you it is. Second thing, when you have a baby, when you first have a baby, you're going to smell the worst doo-doo ever in your life. There's nothing wrong with your baby. Most of the time, there's nothing wrong with them. It really just smells that bad. Honest to God, it smells that bad. And tip number three is don't think you're a bad mom. If you cry because you're overwhelmed, you're not a bad mom feel like we've all done it because you get that overwhelmed if you think you're doing something wrong nine times out of ten you're not it's just you're it's a learning experience and every kid is different don't let nobody tell you that your parenting is necessarily wrong because every kid is different unique and you have to adapt to your kids so those are my three tips for new mommies who feel overwhelmed who are scared every five minutes that their water is breaking or think that they smell something that's unnatural. It's just your kid. So that's my tips.
0: Okay. I didn't even make a point to even ask if y'all wanted to offer some damn advice, girl. Thank you for holding it down. Yeah, Cam, you, you, you ain't got to shake your head like, no, you didn't. I see you over there. <laughs> so I see you. You, you always try to play. But look, thank you, Jay, for doing that because important. So if ladies, if Cam, Lori, Connie, if y'all want to add any other tips, helpful tips, please do so. Cause that is something I don't know why I didn't add it to the list. Thank you, Jay.
1: Um, I'll just say it first time mom, second time mom, third time moms, uh, be patient with yourself. Don't beat yourself up about anything that, that is going on with, with, um, with your body, with how you're healing, with how you're de- dealing with the baby or anything that comes along with being a new mom or having a new baby, offer yourself grace and be patient with yourself and don't Try to compete with these Instagram models with this snapback body. It's not realistic. And don't hurt yourself. Ah. Listen, don't hurt yourself trying to think that you need to look the same way you did before you had a baby. Because in reality, you will never <laughs> look the same as you did after you have a baby. You're not supposed to. There's going to be changing. Things are going to stretch, whether there are marks or not. Things are going to be different because you you housed a whole Human being, be grateful for that body that um, that was created because of it. So you know, patience, grace, and you know, just love yourself a little bit with or without the baby. Honestly, but yes, that's all I got.
2: <laughs> Tiger stripes, yes. We
1: got <laughs> with or without kids, you have them. So yes, oh, embrace uh, yeah, yeah But yes, no, embrace them regardless. Embrace your mom bod if you have one that doesn't look as beautiful as the person you see on instagram don't forget everyone uses filters everyone touches up these these bodies you see give yourself grace and patience and when your body snaps back or if your body doesn't snap back appreciate it
3: So yeah yes ma'am connie or lori yeah um just to piggyback off that i was going to say to trust your mommy instincts You don't always have to listen to the outside noise or unsolicited advice, especially. Just trust your mommy instincts and give yourself grace um, with your body, of course, but also just with your parenting style too. Give yourself grace because we all are out here winging it. (laughs) Amen. I guess I'll just
4: say... um that's okay to still be an individual, like still be a person without your kids and to honor that, you know, not to feel guilty. I know way too many people who like, you know, feel guilty if they're really taking some time taking a vacation or just wanting to do things alone, whether it's like, away from your partner away from your kids, like, you're gonna need that sooner or later in life, your kids are gonna leave you anywhere, you're gonna have to be an individual. So like, still honor that as much as you can. Um, And that's something that, you know, I'm always trying to do and still trying to learn how to do so.
1: Yes, Lori. Yes. Because I don't feel bad about leaving these kids. Because I'm a great mom. They get me all the time. So no one makes me feel bad. This weekend is my birthday weekend. And I'm not even doing anything exciting. But what I won't have is these kids. (laughs) Their father is aware. And now I don't feel bad about it. Because... I deserve some me time you get some you time these kids if they see my face they're up my behind no this weekend I don't want any of you to see me and I'm not even doing anything but I won't be with you Right.
2: <laughs> turn up Move. in your house. Even yes. if it's in front of your TV, make exactly. sure you turn up. Make sure you play. It's time for
1: the birthday.
2: Bitch. Right. All by yourself <laughs> if you got to. Exactly. No, no, for real, for right. to my yourself. partner was
1: like, well, what time will you be back? I don't know, because whatever time I come back, I'm not looking at these kids. So, <laughs> doesn't even matter. This is my <laughs> weekend, and I don't feel bad about it. Nope. Right. I, I earned it. I deserve it. Every, every mom needs a break. Some moms are too critical of themselves their parents, parenting styles or even uh like being away from their kids i don't feel that way i i i say i'm a great mom because i know that i'm a great mom and my kids know that i will go to war for them and i would do anything for them but i'm not going to sacrifice myself at the same time i can't if i don't take care of myself how am i going to take care of them so sometimes taking care of myself meaning means taking a day to be by myself if i want to take a day out of 365 days i've earned that i earned that so i'm gonna take it
2: (laughs) take you a bubble bath get your clothes done put on a nice outfit and make yourself feel good take a couple pictures and be like it's my birthday and i look good for me
1: exactly you got this you got
2: this birthday
0: yeah it's the it's the feelings for me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 the support for me uh, does anyone else have anything to say because we're going to go on to the song of the week no let's do this so y'all know at the end of every episode i like to pick a song that i'm vibing with or um that my guests are loving something that makes them feel like they like cam said i am the best mom or something that makes the reminds them of their children etc so all the ladies have picked their song i'm letting all of you introduce your song you can tell us why you picked it and then we'll just close the episode out so um Connie I have you up first what's your song of the week
3: my song of the week is brown skin girl um the beat you know beat Beyonce that one <laughs> um and I chose that song because my girls love that song especially the littlest one she'd be singing it and she'd get all in her <laughs> sing it, you know in her little mood singing a song so yeah brown skin girl
0: I love that and I love seeing the videos of the, of the of black little girls dancing to this song. They look so damn happy. It's not even funny. Who's na- uh, Jay, you're next.
2: So my song is um, Mama's Hands by Queen Naja. I love this song because it's very inspirational and it just touches me. It makes me feel, uh, it, it lets, you know, like it reminds me how I feel about my own son. Like I could relate to the song. She talked about how far she would go for her child and you know, just how her child makes her feel and how she aims to make her child feel. So I think that's bomb. And she has a son, so it really touches my little heart.
0: I love that. Cam, you up next, sis.
1: One day I learned how to work this unmute function. Um I am not prepared. I have songs and I had a song, but my song don't hit like y'all do, like, oh well it's Girl. no, they don't. But if I had to pick one right now, I, I was thinking of songs that I listen to a lot. So I like that good and plenty remix song. Cause Come on I love, now. And I love yes. lucky day. Alex Isley is cool too, but mm-hmm. say on Lucky Day. Yes. Killed it. Um I just love the song. That's what. If y'all haven't heard it, please listen to it. It's it's a beautiful song. It just flows. I'm not gonna sing it for y'all right now, because my voice. <clears throat> Go ahead, sing it, girl. It's a little, sing scra- it. it's a little scratch that, right now. Sing, but sing it. For I, hear it I-, I got y'all next time. I got right, y'all next time. Okay. But yes, the good and good and plenty original and the remix. I like both yeah. of them. So th- 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 both that would be my song choice.
0: Since this is why I love you. Yes. You're always here. musically. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Lori.
4: Yeah, so um, dancing is something that always like uplifts my mood, and I'm very much the mom that's blasting music to clean on the weekends. So we all like to dance in here. Um, So mine is Essence by Wizkid because it's just a vibe and now that it's getting high, you know, it just makes me feel like I could be on a rooftop, you know, somewhere in New York dancing. And the kids enjoy it. Yes. Yes. Kid,
1: but that song yes that whole album yeah that whole album is amazing yeah not not to cut you off but when that album came out when i say i listen to it front to back every day for yeah. week, same. i still will put it on and play it front to back
4: same
1: i'm like that that was an amazing album so yes yeah. i agree with that song choice
0: <laughs> well i don't got no song but I, i'm gonna definitely listen to some that i haven't heard essence um, I haven't heard mama's hands, so I definitely have to listened to those, but the other ones, I definitely, y'all know, I obviously, I listen to those too. Um, ladies, is there anything that you want to share with regards to social media or business, anything like that? You don't have to. Um, we can just close it out, but if you have a business or anything like that you wanna, that you want to put on blast, please do so. This is the time to do it, and I'm also going to tag this in the details and in any post I make too.
2: All right, so y'all ready for my, all my businesses and whatnot? Mm-hmm. No, so I, Lady J, am an ambassador for lavish gems waist trainers you can check us out on instagram facebook lavish gems also you can go to our website at www.lavishgems.shop and i, I just opened my boutique so mm-hmm. if you want to check me out i'm on facebook and i'm on instagram at boutique dj and that's boutique d-e-j-a-i and my website is ww.boutiqued.com. So make sure you check that out. I got some dope things. Oh, last but not least,
0: I <laughs> get on my nerves. You really get on my nerves. It's the hustle have- mentality
2: for me. How you doing? I have a pop-up shop. Coming up in Trenton, New Jersey. So if you down here in Trenton, if you in Middlesex County, if you're in down, down in South Jersey, if you're in North Jersey, come check it out. It's going to be May the 16th, which is a Sunday at the Northside Cafe, which is 901 Brunswick Avenue, Trenton, New Jersey, 08638, right by the Wells Fargo. It's by the corner of Olden Avenue and Brunswick Avenue. And we're going to be there from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. I'm hosting my first, my first, my first, but hopefully not my last pop-up shop. So come out and support. We got a lot of great vendors, aka Plus on the side. I also have a bartender mixing it up. Boo has been doing bartending for 10 years, straight out of Philly. She's coming straight out of Philly just for my event. So I feel blessed and loved. Also... I have hookah going. So my hookah girl, straight out of all. Y'all know y'all
0: love some hookah girls. Y'all love
2: some hookah. <laughs> so she's going to be in the back with hookah. She got her own spot. So you can come back there. You can chill. Even if you're not there to buy stuff, come see my hookah girl. Come see, you know, the mixologist and come hang out with us for a while. I'm doing prizes. So, you know, you can't get in on those. And just, it's a good time. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. And that's it for me. Lady it's J, the, Finding it out.
0: It's it's the energy for me. It really is the energy. But can I tell you definitely real quick, J? Definitely, right? But J, knowing you two from high school to now, I'm proud of you, sis. I have to say Thank I'm proud you. of you. Life Thank literally you, gave bro. your ass lemons, and my sis made strawberry, blueberry, pomegranate, motherfucking lemonade out of that shit. With um, a shot of hitting. <laughs> what a ahead. shot of hitting. <laughs> 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 Who else? Anyone else? Anything you want to share? No. Oh, go ahead, Cam.
1: I ain't got nothing to share. I'm just telling y'all, I don't even be on socials like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. But you know, you know what it, but what's so interesting to me is, you know, Lori, I don't. hope it's okay. I say, but Lori mentioned that to me too. And I said, but this is what, thank you after I'm already starting to say it. <laughs> I want to cut it out. But Lori said that to me too. Like, and I'm not really on social media like that. And I'm like, that's not what this is about. And I want, I want people to hear from you. Cause I know you have something valuable to say And promoting that, I can do that on my end. If you're not, if that's not your thing, it don't have to be. It doesn't have to be for you to be to participate on the podcast. So you don't have to share nothing. But I thank you, Jay, for sharing your business. And anybody else has anything you want to say before I sign off? Um, do I, I get to come, come back? back? Oh, yes, you do. I mean, yes. you, you've banished me. I want to make sure I'm I'm invited back. I'm you, just... Cam, you, you are always, always invited back, my love. Okay, I'm just making sure. You I'll
2: are. take over her podcast and invite you myself. Don't <laughs> please, please. It. I got I got you. please.
3: I got you. I got you.
4: No, Tip. I just wanted to say thank you for this opportunity and for having me like this really is like, you know, a diary entry. And I'm sure in five, 10 years, I'm a cringe listening to myself on this. And <laughs> whenever you post it, I'm gonna be cringing like, eh. but um, I really appreciate it because it is something to look back on at mm-hmm. the moment in time. So mm-hmm. thank you for inviting me. You're very me. welcome. And thank you ladies for sharing. I honestly learned a lot. I don't talk to a lot of moms like on a daily
2: basis other than my sister so it was a pleasure hearing from everyone also and you are a mom like you are a mom I know sometimes it's a little different because it's an untraditional situation but you go through the same things that we're going through the same trials and tribulations so you're just as much as a mom as we are
4: Mm-hmm. thank you girl and happy mother's day yes
3: happy mother's day Mother's Day! yes, yes.
4: happy mother's Yo, day i am so
0: damn pleased and i'm i know this is running our past two hours so this is going to be a two-part episode i didn't know how i wanted to end off my season but this right here is how i'm ending it off part one for this friday and part two will be next friday so um, I think at this point, this would be part two. Nevertheless, you can follow me on Instagram at They Didn't Tell You, my personal page at legally Leap Black, the website you.com Thank you so much to my friends, my dope, dope, dope ass friends, my hustling ass friends, the dope ass moms that you are. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being candid. Thank you for being vulnerable. I love each and every one of you very, 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 very much. And I'm going to cry as I listen to this later on today. All
3: right. Love you too. And love you
1: love all. You so happy Mother's Day. Thank, happy mother's day. thank you. Happy Mother's Day.